2: Radio studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: So, um, I got a mystery illness of some sort, but I'm not surprised I got sick. I was in line for two and a half hours for a ride at Universal with my kids and we had Geez, thousands of people packed into little rooms, breathing each other's air. Whatever mm-hmm. any of us had, we all shared. It's it's good. I mean, we're that that we're that far, even in California. Even in California, away from being worried about COVID. I mean, because in that line, we were going through all kinds of rooms. Where'd be hundreds of people packed in there, breathing each other air without masks. So
3: You know, I should have scanned the email. We were discussing at the very beginning of the show. What's the story with um Everybody getting sick all the time now. What happened to our immune systems? And I I don't know, squat, about that really other than, you know, just a basic level of knowledge. But is it like you have to update your antivirus software on a regular basis and our immune systems just got lazy there during the COVID masky period of time with most of us people, many of us rather, uh, ignored a fair amount? But um, I don't know.
0: Where was I where they had masks on poorly? Oh, airport. TSA people, they still wear, make wear masks. A bunch of the guys had it down, you know, the chin diaper, their nose exposed. So they're just meeting the obligation of their boss to have a mask on, but it's not doing any good. What the hell
3: is that? Isn't that another exhibit in my, uh, my, my theorem that the number one ingredient in politics is stupid? <laughs> yes. That's a heaping dose of it.
0: So, here's a guy who writes for the Financial Times. I'm not sure people fully appreciate how dire the U.S. life expectancy mortality situation has gotten. He's got a long column about it. and Here's some of the headlines. With some damning charts, he says. Durr. At every point in the income distribution in the United States, Americans live shorter lives than the English. It's actually worse than that than the chart makes out because at most points on the income distribution, Americans earn much more than the Brits. If we plot the same data by actual income instead of percentile, the U.S. deficit is vast, about five fewer years, even among the comfortably well off crowd in the United States, lower than the Brits. Five years is a lot. This is shocking. The things, Brits. Have, things have deteriorated so much that the average American now has the same health life expectancy that's years lived in good health. I didn't know that term. Healthy life expectancy. That's huh. the number we should all be focused on because the that's what we care about the most, right? Yeah, that's that's really good. That's useful, yeah. The years when you can actually
3: do stuff. I have a question already. Okay, go ahead. Will it derail the I don't normally when I'm like at a, a presentation of some sort, Judy and I go to like uh, scientific uh, stuff sometimes timeshares. You, you do a lot of the timeshare seminars. Uh, oh, yeah. For the free meal. Yeah. Because we're, you know, like a free meal. Uh, anyway, uh, it always drives me crazy when people like jump in with questions right away, because number one. Right. The person presenting the information has thought out how they want to present the information. They're probably going to answer your question in about three minutes if you would just shut up. Secondly, the guy already freaking said there are going to be questions and answers at the end. So shut up. But I'm going to violate my own rule and say, what if I don't do opioids? If I don't do any hard drugs ever? Yeah. How's that, my life expectancy? Because I'm not an average person. I'm me.
0: I think that helps a lot. Right. Exactly. None of us are average people. I'm certainly not. Look at me. Things have deteriorated so much that the average American now has the same healthy life expectancy. That's years lived in good health as someone in Blackpool. It's a town with England's lowest life expectancy by far. So the average American has the same life expectancy of the people who live in the town in England that has the
3: worst life expectancy. Blackpoolians and their miserable, miserable existence
0: which is a, a town in England synonymous with deep-rooted social decline. That's the like the way we talk about Appalachia or whatever. Um, uh, that's the way they talk about Blackpool. Our average mm. is like that in England. And this writer for the Financial Times writes, I think that bears repeating the average American has the same chance of a long and healthy life as someone born in the most deprived part of England, a place with the highest rates of relationship breakdown and some of the highest rates of antidepressant prescribing. So what is happening? When people hear about life expectancy, they often think about older people, broad-based health problems. But the U.S. problem is quite specific and quite different. It's young people dying from external causes. Here's the most damning stat of all, he says.
3: I should have held my question. I apologize, folks.
0: One in 25 American five-year-olds today will not make it to their 40th birthday. One out of 25 five-year-olds will not live
3: to be 40. Every class in every school has at least one. That's what he says.
0: On average, across the United set United States, one set of parents from every kindergarten class will lose their child. Ugh. Beyond the age of 70, U.S. mortality survival rates are very similar to other rich countries. But between teenage years and early middle age, there's a vast gulf. This has an outsized impact on the life expectancy because deaths at early ages are a... Far more life than even large numbers of older folks dying slightly early, obviously, Mm -hmm. uh, for the average there. More years of American lives were being erased by drugs, guns, and road deaths in 2021 alone than from COVID during the whole pandemic. Worth keeping in mind. The result Mm -hmm. is that the U.S. is the only developed country where even if you strip out all the COVID deaths, life expectancy still dropped by a year since 2019. Uh, we have a steady climb in deaths of despair and other violent external deaths, plus the heavy toll exacted by very high, high rates of diet-related diseases, cardiovascular disease and everything else that goes with you know being overweight and eating bad. Uh, why is the U.S. so badly afflicted? One strong possibility is because the U.S. is the ultimate individual responsibility country. This guy writes, every person for themselves, weaker social safety nets. I don't know. So far, more people slip through the cracks and find themselves in situations that make obesity, violence, and drugs more likely. So I don't know if this you know, is just this guy's point of view or whatever, that a stronger social safety net would, in, would help. It doesn't seem to be helping in various areas. Okay, you, you couldn't have a stronger s- social safety net. I was looking at the, the the chart across the United States of life expectancy. It varies by, like, a decade and a half, depending on where you are in the United States. It's really shocking. Mm. Uh, but it looks like a lot of poor areas, a lot of, a lot of uh, Indian reservation sorts of areas. You couldn't have a
3: stronger social safety net than Indian reservations. Right right and and people are despairing you know my son was in town for an extended visit we had an absolutely lovely time speaking of life expectancy we average sixteen thousand steps a day if you have one of those wow apple fitness or fitbit or whatever we just walked and walked and walked sometimes in cities sometimes in nature preserves fabulous anyway uh we uh we my son and i uh, had a discussion as he is an oregon hippie About um, all the drug overdose deaths and the junkie camps and the rest of it. And um, whether that's just the trade-off of a a society that says, hey, make your own choices, do your own thing. And then I morphed into my usual uh, uh, gentle yet persuasive screed about, can we have privatized decision-making and socialized paying for it? At what point does your drug addiction, which I'm paying for the repercussions of, give me the right to say you can't do drugs?
1: Right.
3: He found that an intriguing and uh, thought-provoking question. I think it's one we all need to ask. Right.
0: So, obviously, we know that that's a big deal. Um, Road deaths are actually way down, so I don't think that's worth discussing. Diet is a big deal. We eat a lot of crap. Mm -hmm. I was at the mall yesterday, walking through the food court. My son and I were looking for a giant pretzel. He'd never had a giant pretzel. Really? Well, he has been gluten-free for a very long time, and we're kind of easing off of that. So he's never had a giant pretzel, so we were searching out a giant pretzel. Found a damn good one. He said it was the best thing he's ever had in his life. The best thing he's ever had.
3: The giant pretzel. Fanny Ans? He actually said, uh, "No, it wasn't. the world's leader in giant pretzels." We, I
0: we stood in line at the Fanny Ans, Got up there, and they had one pretzel left, and he wanted me to have one of them too. So we went to Worlders, Wur- Wurz- wurzers World Do you know how to say? Man, him, like this a, is a, like
3: the day you went and they I ran out the of right root first time. beer at A and W.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I go to coffee shops. They're out of coffee all the time. A&W root beer, out of, uh, root beer, and I went to a KFC one time, and they were out of chicken. So I went to the pretzel place, and they were out of pretzels. But I anyway. think they're
3: just effing with you. <laughs> I think somebody put out an edict to the fast food workers of America. Hey, if this guy shows up, whatever it is you sell that you got a million of, tell them you're out of them. It's going to be hilarious. We're going to put it on the Internet someday. <laughs> just a string of videos of you showing up to eh, the donut shop. I'm sorry, no donuts today.
0: What? <laughs> my son actually said last night when we were going to bed and he was talking about his spring break and how it was the best spring break he's ever had. Almost killed me, but I'm glad he had a good time. Um, uh, he said, you know, of all the things we did, the zoo and the NBA game and uh, going out to nice restaurants and Universal and all the different things we did, that giant pretzel was my favorite part of the week. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Kids, Oh, oh that's great. geez.
0: Thousands spent <laughs> hours of travel. All I had to do was get him a giant pretzel. Why didn't I think of
3: that? Then you went to the wing stop and they said, sorry, we don't have any.
0: <laughs> anyway, the, 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 I've gotten far off my point. I was at the food court there at the mall and there's lots of stuff you could eat that was kind of healthy-ish. I mean, it's still a food court at the mall, but there is like some Asian places with salads and stuff like that. McDonald's had the longest line.
1: Mm.
0: That and Panda Express. Some people like
3: sodium bombs.
0: I don't know. So from a life expectancy standpoint, our diet, I don't
3: know. It's crap. It's crap. It is it's crap. Delicious and practically free. Yeah. Yeah. Although I think if you got rid of the rampant drug abuse, getting back to the comparison with England, for instance, or Blackpool or what have you, I got to believe that would do the trick. I mean, certainly better diet, more exercise, the rest of that stuff. Um, but we just we got people dying by the hundreds of thousands. Yeah from drug abuse and it was an interesting conversation getting back to my chat with my son because I've always been of a pretty libertarian point of view. Um, But part of that point of view includes I make my decisions, then I'm responsible for those decisions and their outcomes. And there are a lot of people who want the first half and have zero interest in the second half.
0: Right. Um, if people want to kill themselves with drugs, what role does the rest of society have to stop that from happening? It's a good one.
3: Right, right. Or eating yourself to death, or drinking but, yourself to death, or whatever. And I'm not, I'm not coming at this from a high-handed way. If I told you how much I had to drink over the weekend, you, it, it would shock a merchant marine. Um, <laughs> But I don't expect anybody to take care of the repercussions but me.
0: Well, we're significantly richer than England, which they used as a comparison, and our average is lower than their worst town for life expectancy. But you're going to try to tell me that if we had a bigger social safety net where you could screw up more, that fewer people would be dying of drug overdoses? I just find that hard to believe.
3: Right, right. Yeah, I agree completely.
0: If you have any thoughts we can text us text us anytime
1: 415295kfdc
4: Strong and Getty show. Breaking news,
0: breaking news. (laughs) The caravan of Chevy Suburbans has left Mar-a-Lago. I assume with Donald Trump in one of them, headed to the airport to go to New York to be prosecuted. It is at least seven of these giant, gleaming black Chevy Suburbans. Nine. It is nine with one white. Chevy Suburban thrown in there. No exactly what is that the one that Trump's That's in?
3: OJ. That's the one OJ's in.
0: <laughs> uh so and uh the reason we even mention it is the the cable news channels are covering as if it were the O.J. Simpson slow chase or anything else that is of notice whatsoever. There's this is not the least bit important. This is breaking news. Thank you. Uh this is not the least moment. important. He's huh? headed to the airport we we got to get on his private plane and fly to New York, and he's gonna spend the night. In his own hotel building, Trump Hotel, and in the morning he'll willingly go down to the. I heard some super hardcore anti-Trump lefty people talking about Will. You think he'll he'll fight it? There's no way he'll show up. And just the 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 level that you have to make Trump the boogeyman for some crowd is just amazing.
3: Like he has superhuman
0: powers, like you're talking about Lex Luthor or something. I was just gonna
3: say one of your Spider-Man villains.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And it just seems yeah. to excite people. Oh, wow, look at the streets lined with people. Ooh. Streets are lined with people for the caravan to come by. There's a guy in a Superman outfit, speaking of Superman.
3: Um, <laughs> Posing for pictures with tourists for a 20-spot.
0: Boy, this, what is going on here? The people lining the street. How long were they there lining the streets, waiting for the caravan to go to the airport? Oh, I was picturing New York, so they're lining the streets in Florida? Yeah, he's leaving Mar-a-Lago. Damn. Headed to the airport to fly to New York. Right. Yeah, that part I got, but oh uh, wow. So here, speaking of New York, here's Eric Items, the mayor, a warning of uh, any uh, craziness that might happen. I don't know. Uh, the one, Whatever Hanson was talking about, he gave the numbers for us before we went to break.
2: Oh, while there may be some rabble rousers thinking about coming to our city tomorrow, a message is... Clear and simple. Control yourselves. Control yourselves. New York City is our home, not a playground for your misplaced anger. We are the safest large city in America because we respect the rule of law in New York City.
0: You're the safest large city in America. What kind of stretching and twisting of statistics is that? But here's a little more warning from the mayor.
2: And although we have no specific threats, people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is known to spread mis- misinformation and hate speech. Uh, she stated she's coming to town. While you're in town, be on your best behavior.
0: All right, that's enough of that. As always. Um, yeah, because she's unique in spreading misinformation on uh, social media about a variety of things, whatever. Did you see her? That said, I'm
3: taking off my shirt. I'm putting on my buffalo head my fur vest. I'm getting to Manhattan. I'm going to make a statement. <laughs>
0: putting on my buffalo head and my fur vest. Yeah. Um, did you see her featured on uh, 60 Minutes last night? No. 60 Minutes no. got a lot of blowback for, quote, platforming Marjorie Taylor Greene last night. Stop making up new words. <laughs> That's a big thing when you platform somebody, give them a, a podium to speak from. If you think she's so awful, let her speak.
3: You'll be fine. That's the best way to discredit her is to let her speak, you numbskulls and cowards.
0: If you don't like her, uh, you know, cup of tea. Um, anyway, we'll keep our eye on the caravan, see if anything exciting happens. If you miss an hour of the show, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty on demand.
1: Armstrong and Getty. The Trump lawyers say they want to immediately move to dismiss this case. That is going to be point number one. And there are discussions among some Trump allies about thinking about a venue change at some point. Though at this early crossroads, they're not officially talking about that on the legal team because they have not yet seen the indictment. But you can expect a very aggressive strategy both in public relations and legally from the Trump team
2: at this point. Likelihood, this trial happens before Election Day 2024.
1: That depends,
3: I think, entirely on uh, the judge. Judge Bershon is experienced. He's had already one trial with the yeah. Trump Organization. The Trump Organization and the president are, 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 are you know, they're tough litigants to control.
0: So there's some experts laying in, former prosecutor and a reporter, on what's likely to happen. So... um when is the trial going to happen? Don't know. Maybe we'll find out when the judge tells us, I guess. But it's probably going to be a long time out. And also, they're going to immediately ask to dismiss the case or move it to another location or have a whole bunch of other things. As Joe has been saying, a bunch of paperwork moving around for quite some time. Uh, Senator, Senator Marco Rubio, uh, drinking lots of water, so thirsty, never seen anybody so thirsty, weighing mm-hmm. in yesterday also.
2: Now the precedent is set. Now every state and local prosecutor in America who wants to make a name for themselves is going to go out there and say, well, who can I target? Can I go after George W. Bush? Can I go after Barack Obama? Can I go after Joe Biden one day? Can I, who can I go after to get famous and I'll just make something up because all the partisans on my side will rally behind me and it'll make me famous. That's what this sets up.
3: Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Finally bust Obama for altering the, the long form birth certificate. <laughs> That's got to be a violation of Hawaiian law, or Kenyan, I guess it would be. Kenyan law.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) And so, uh, as we uh, learned earlier, CNN's poll has three-quarters of Americans believe politics play a role in this indictment. Over half believe it plays a major role. So, Bill Barr, former attorney general, he was attorney general under Trump, said that this this case lacks a legal basis to even exist. But he was on Fox News yesterday talking about how he would handle it if he is Trump's lawyer.
2: If the president was your client, would you put him on the stand? Because i got to imagine in any of these cases, if it gets to trial, he's going to want to defend himself.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I'm, I'm not his lawyer. Uh, you know, Generally, I think it's a bad idea to go on the stand. And I think it's particularly a particularly bad idea for Trump because he lacks all self-control.
2: And uh, it would be very difficult to prepare him and, and keep him... Uh, testifying in a prudent fashion
3: and do you think if if he dropped an hf bomb for instance you think the judge would admonish him (laughs) so so trump called her horse face (laughs) on the stand says look at her horse face your honor (laughs) i wouldn't i didn't get with her she's got a horse face Uh, i liked then you'd have to bring in expert witnesses like jockeys and and (laughs) you know equestrians vets Exactly,
0: you have to have a veterinarian on the stand <laughs> uh, Bill Barr goes on well, one would hope this would be nipped in the bud by people who have some judgment, uh, but uh, you know i 'm doubting that, uh, so I do think that this is a, a watershed moment, and i don 't think it 's going to end up uh, good for the country. Part of the problem, of course, is the the corruption of the media, which has essentially contributed to. The creation of a mob mentality in our country, instead of being the restraint on mob thinking, Mm -hmm. uh, they've essentially
2: encouraged this kind of thing.
0: I thought that was really interesting. A corrupt media, the former attorney general says. Just a blanket statement.
3: Yeah, I agree with him. Absolutely agree with him. Whipping up anger and hatred, is uh, it's gone from anathema to your business model in virtually all of the media. While a lot of Democrats were uh,
0: popping champagne and dancing, as Bill Maher said on his HBO show Friday night uh, over at MSNBC, they're going to be pleasuring themselves to the mugshot. Um, (laughs) Not going to happen. Senator Joe Manchin took a little more sober, serious view of things yesterday.
3: It's just a very, very sad day for America. Very sad day especially when people are maybe believing that it's the rule of law or justice is not working the way it's supposed to and it's biased, we can't have that. You know, Abraham Lincoln said a house divided cannot stand. And we cannot divide
1: our country.
0: All right, boomer. Wow. It's a, wow. Boomer, it's a boomer attitude back when you're going to like, you know, we all need to work together and be patriots or whatever. Come on. Let's grow up. Got to pick a side. Got to be willing to destroy the other side to get ahead. Here's Joe Manchin with uh, where things should be.
3: On the other hand, no one's above the law, but no one should be targeted by the law. So let's wait and see what comes out next week. I pray that what they come out and whatever comes out, that they have done a thorough examination, they've done a thorough uh, job as far as showing that the rule of law does work for all of us, and we'll just have to wait and see on that. But It's a very sad day.
0: Yeah, that's a Democrat saying, I hope they did a thorough job. Uh, And Dan Balls of the Washington Post, we read from that earlier, he is definitely not a Trump guy saying, I sure hope this is something, and more than what we've seen so far, or this was a mistake.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would agree completely. You know, we got a a terrific note from uh, JT, a frequent correspondent, who says, "Uh, Show me the man, and I'll show you the crime, but worse. That was a quote from Stalinist Russia. You just tell me who you want convicted, and I'll I'll come up with a crime. Uh, it exactly exposes the Democrat prosecutor chose his victim and went searching for a crime. And this is quoting extensively from an article in the New York Times. What they were doing, new interviews show, was going back to square one, pouring over the reams of evidence that had already been collected by his predecessor, meaning Alvin Bragg's predecessor. For a time, their efforts were haphazard as they examined a wide range of Trump's business practices, including whether he had lied about his net worth, which was the focus of the investigation when Bragg had declined to seek an indictment. But by last July, Bragg had decided to assign several additional prosecutors to pursue one particular strand that struck him as promising, a hush money payment made on Trump's behalf to a porn star during the final days of the 2016 presidential campaign, um, and uh, as JT points out, the left's been gleefully standing behind the claim that nobody's above the law. But it's hardly justice to spend endless public money and hours in search of a crime that nobody can identify. Well, so here's
4: will
0: be the interesting thing to watch tomorrow: is the when we hear the indictment, um, I'll have to. You know, go with the legal experts and what they tell me it means because I'm not smart enough or have enough of a legal mind to understand what's going on. But so is it going to turn out there is a lot more to this than we've heard so far? Or is it more or less what we've heard so far? Been an awful lot of leaks on this thing. And if it is more or less what we've heard so far, are the various pundits going to show their disappointment
3: or be honest enough about that? No. No, because of the corrupt media Bill Barr was talking about. My my prediction is full-on nothing burger. Very little here. A bunch of impressive-sounding charges that end up being, you know, essentially fraudulently filling out forms, calling a uh, payoff a lawyer fee. Just misdemeanor stuff. And then stretched into a felony in the way we've been discussing, and that any any like uh, headlines are going to be entirely manufactured. I think this is going to be boring. Oh, I agree. And ultimately insignificant, unless uh, Marco Rubio was right between sips when he said that um, th- that you'll have every local prosecutor in the country trying to make a name for himself by prosecuting you know former president or whatever. So you do whomever. need
0: to know. I didn't know this till Chris Christie pointed it out yesterday because Chris Christie used to have this job as a prosecutor in New Jersey. The fact that there are 34 counts or whatever leaked out, he said that could be a big deal or not. Uh, when you got financial crimes, you could count each individual line as one to come up with a big number, and that might be strategy. Or you could lump them all together in what basically one charge is, and you could have two. So he said that doesn't necessarily mean, because that was a big talking point for the trump and media over the weekend, 34 different charges. Well, okay, well, if they're all stemming from the same... Shuffling money around to keep the affair quiet, so Melania didn't
3: lock him out of the bedroom. It's not that big a deal. I wish there existed some sort of alarm that any time any commentator said something that was either completely phony or betrayed their complete lack of knowledge of the topic, right. it would go off, and they would maybe receive a mild to moderate electric shock. Just <laughs> I'm dreaming here, folks. I'm spit, but let me dream. Cause so, because breathtakingly saying that, 32 char- or whatever, I can't, honestly, I can't remember if it's 24 or 34 or 32 or whatever, and it doesn't matter. Um, So many violations. The uh, noose is closing. Bah! They get hit by the alarm and the electric charge. Barbaric. And, you know what? Chris Christie person would pop up and say, nah, it might not mean anything.
0: Well... <sighs> Unless Trump does jail time, getting to the fact that this is going to be a boring nothing burger, there's almost zero chance of it being a big deal because he would have to do significant jail time for it to matter. If he, if and very few people think he's going to do jail time, so if he gets fined, he'll raise whatever that amount of money is in an afternoon. If there's an announcement, you, or you would, would be fined whatever, $2.2 $2 million. That money would pour in within an hour. Yes. From Trump correct. supporters across the country. So it gets paid off, so it had no effect whatsoever. And even if he's in jail, I'd say in jail for a little bit does him more good than
3: harm in terms of running for president. So there's
0: just no chance this is significant, is
3: there? Right. Come N- no, up with a scenario. It's- opposite of what they're saying. Oh, you know it's funny. At the very beginning of the show I said I'd heard one theory about how this ends up being bad for Trump. Um and and here it is, practically 4 hours later I finally remembered to it pay it paid off. I apologize for that, but um and that is uh, several people I've said who are reasonable folks. Uh, several people I've heard have said people just get tired of the drama. They just think with Trump it's always something. It's could, always something crazy. I want to get beyond the drama. I'm, I'm not couldn't. saying I believe that that's the only theory I've heard that I, I thought was reasonable.
0: I think it's more likely it goes the other way, though. I think it's more likely you get the crowd that had soured on Trump, supported him originally, soured on him and thought, you know what? You freaking bastard. Screw you. I'm going with Trump again. I think right, You're going to get more of
3: those than you are people well, who get tired. Well, I would point out that this whole uh, do-si-do has put me, Joe Getty, Trump uh, uh, cynic-slash-critic, in the position of defending the guy. Sure. Because he's clearly getting screwed.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, So the New York Post talked to a whole bunch of constitutional professors, people like that, to nail down the fact that, yes, he can still run for president. While being indicted, he could still be the nominee in jail. He could still be elected president and keep the office from jail. There's nothing constitutionally barring that from happening. Now, you could probably make a pretty good argument toward an impeachment that he just can't do the job from jail (laughs) because it would be difficult
3: immediately after the american people elect him to do the job from jail i think i think he, he beats that impeachment
0: well that that's the that's the open question though would this does the uh
3: it's the final
0: countdown <speaking <speaking> oh. make him stop for some reason that's a big thing in our house it's a it's a meme with the young people oh Man, horrible song when it first came out in the '80s. Still a horrible song, but it's a meme with the kids. Yeah, it was horrible when it came out, and it's aged poorly. The, uh, when, the when the final verdict could easily be after the
1: election.
3: Wow, see, so you're like a foreign dignitary. You're Macron of France. You're uh, whatever. Who uh, Sun- Sunak of uh, Britain? You got two choices. You want to meet with the president of the United States? You can either talk through the black phones and look at each other <laughs> through the glass. <laughs> Or you can go to his cell, his the, the, the iron barred oval office. Um, but you got to get a full body cavity search. Sure, you got to take off your belt and your shoes and socks, <laughs> bend over and cough, <laughs> to go meet with the president and sign a treaty.
0: And you got to do some sort of you put your hand up to your mouth with a toothpick and talk so nobody can read your lips, like you're Joe Pesci. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I don't know, but it's just, it, it's hard to come up with, with all the excitement around this, it's hard to come up with a scenario where it matters much. It just,
3: it. Here's a question for you. If he is elected president from prison, he's in prison, he's the prison president. Where's the secret service hangout? What do they do? I don't know. They like got the cells on either side of them. And one guy sleeps on a cot outside the cell. They would have
0: to, they, boy, that'd be tough. He'd have to be in a prison of one, right? He couldn't be in with the population. Put him under
3: house arrest in the White House. Or Mar-a-Lago. Right. There are a number of logistical challenges to having an imprisoned president. (laughs) Turns out it's not as easy as you might have thought at first blush.
0: To have a president who's in prison. (laughs) We got more on the way. We'll finish strong.
2: at purdueglobal.edu.
4: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: We didn't even talk Ukraine at all today. We'll have to do that tomorrow because there's a lot of interesting stuff going on there, as always.
3: Speaking of fur and lands, if you missed hour two of the show, you might want to grab that podcast Armstrong and Getty on Demand from today. We talked a lot about um, the whole Finland being the happiest country on Earth for the sixth consecutive year. And uh, well, among other things, not to flog the theme too floggingly, but how crappy the media is that they never dig into that. And the New York Times actually did a couple of their reporters, and it's an absolutely terrific article we've linked, I think, at armstrongandgetty.com. But um, the Finns are a people who have very modest desires. They're full of grim determination, and they're not happy as much as they're satisfied. And their whole culture is if you got the basics covered, you don't get to complain about anything. Nobody wants to hear anybody whining. And so that's why they report being happy because their culture says you don't complain. And it's funny that so many of the the lefty media types say, look how happy Finland is. They've got a big welfare state. Well, no, their thing is, I don't want much. Once I get it, I'm fine. And you'll certainly never hear me complaining that I'm a victim of anything ever. But nobody ever breaks it down like that. Damn it.
4: With your hosts, Jack Armstrong and Joe
3: Getty. Here's your host for
0: Final Thoughts, Joe Getty.
3: That's that's art, man. That's art. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up for the day. Michelangelo, what is your final thought, sir?
4: Yeah, my final thought is to all you 30-year-olds dressing up like Mario, grow up. Oh. Time to grow up. Jeez. I can't believe they held up that line, Jack. Oh, my
3: God. The emailers wanted to weigh in on that topic. We'll get to that in uh, mailbag early in the show tomorrow, of course. Jack, a final thought? Yeah,
0: I was just going to talk about I got an illness of some sort. I don't know what it is. I think this was the longest four hours ever. More than back in my hungover days. Wow. I don't know what uh, particular version of the heebie-jeebies that's going around I've got, but I've got that version.
3: Wow, wow. Yeah, why is everybody so sick now all know. the time why, after what's, COVID? What's the yeah. deal? My final thought is to quote one of the most uh, eloquent and beautiful things my late mother ever said, and it comes to mind because my son was in town for an extended uh, weekend, and we had an absolutely wonderful time, and we're all very sad uh, when it came time to say goodbye. And and she once said what, uh, how blessed we are that we're sad when we have to part. Absolutely. And that's that's an incredible blessing for a family. So... I'm grateful
0: for it. Yep, that's a good thing, not a bad thing, to miss somebody. you mm-hmm. got somebody you miss and they miss you, that's awesome. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday.
3: So many people to thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com for the hot links, the articles we've discussed, including the one about Finland. I think you'll find it very interesting. Drop us an email, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com if you like, and pick up a T-shirt, would you? That hot
0: Finnish prime minister that got in trouble for dancing in that video lost over the weekend. She's on what? the way out, yeah. See you no. tomorrow. God bless America. I'm strong get
4: Getty. It's it's really serious. They're locking up my toothpaste. Yeah. The devil ain't gonna win. No, no, that's not what I was told. So everybody chill. Just
3: shut up. Okay, Okay. sorry. So, let's go out with a bang. We're going to smear goose liver on our chests to prevent pneumonia and the consumption. And this is gonna crazy. And we're going to kill a
0: bison, split, spread the blood on her foreheads, and dance around a tree. I, no,
3: that, that's not a good idea. On that high
1: note, thank you all very much. Armstrong and Getty. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah.